right, Joey. So it is June 19th, which means E3 week is over. Finally over. Yeah, so this week we uh, E3 happened, so this is going to be a very E3-centric show. We're just going to wrap up conferences, new uh, announcements, everything like that mm-hmm. uh, from this last week. Um we start like we do each and every week, Joe. Is there anything that you've been doing this week that you... Uh... No, not really. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I see, uh, I, on YouTube, they have this compilation of uh, the Overwatch... Um, like little short animations that they did, the yeah. like ten to fifteen minute animations that they, that they have, um, they compiled them all into like uh, like a thirty minute video, and uh, it was nice, it was a pleasant little thing to I'm watch. Always, uh, I'm so surprised with like the level of animation of those things mm. because they are like. They're like full. That, that could be a movie. Yeah. That right out of the gate, they have all the necessary equipment from the looks of it to make a full, like hour and a half movie. Yeah. Out of uh, out of this, and I was hoping it would flesh out like the story behind everything more, but it doesn't <laughs> at all. Um. And uh, but if I'd had to pick a favorite, because they had one with a uh, Black Widow and Tracer. They right, ha- they have um, the first cinematic one, um, which, which had was Reaper. Winston, Tracer, Tracer, and Black Black Widow. Or Widowmaker. Was it Widowmaker? It's Widowmaker. It's not Black Widow. I keep saying Black Widow. I've been saying Black Widow since the launch, (laughs) since the, like, since the beta. Um... Let's see. Uh, they had that one. They had one with Genji, with Genji and Hanzo, which was my favorite one. And yeah. then they had uh, they had the Soldier seventy six one, Soldier seventy six one, and they have the Winston one. Um, right. And uh, yeah, it, it was it was it was nice. Not bad to um, not bad to watch a good like thirty minute waste of time. But um, they kind of wish it did flesh out the story more. But other than that, yeah, like I haven't really been able to do or play much you know watch anything really um so yeah my, my week's been boring johnny what have you been doing uh i played a couple of things which i will get into a little later mm-hmm. uh as we talk about uh, some conference stuff um but i went and watched finding dory on friday and how was that it was pretty good uh pretty great made me cry i cried within the first couple minutes of the movie <laughs> and then a couple more times after um Baby Dory is the most adorable thing you've ever seen. Okay. I will find you a picture of it right now. Um, And it was good. I felt like it was uh, funnier than uh, Finding Nemo. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like they probably had a little more uh, leeway as far as comedy goes. Because the first one, there was always that, like, overbearing issue of, like... This dad is looking for his son, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like I don't know, cut the edge off downer, of right? It cut the edge off of some of the comedy, mm-hmm. but this one I felt like there was more room to be funny. Yeah, this is a picture of baby Dory. <laughs> its eyes are so huge. Yeah, its eyes are bigger than its face. There's a side shot of baby Dory. The eyes are huge, but that is the cutest thing. <laughs> um. So yeah, good movie, definitely worth watching. Apparently, there was a post-credit scene that I missed, yeah. which makes me a little upset. Um, but I'll just PSA, I guess. Uh, make sure you stay till after the credits to yeah. see a post-credit scene in Finding Dory. 
Yeah. Not in a Marvel sense that it's going to set up a next movie or anything, but just just something to add to the story. The credits. Yeah. Okay. Um, which I'll I, I'll tell you about it off mic. I won't say it. All right. But um, anyways, um, E3, dude. E3. So we've been around for a little bit, so we've had E3, like, we've paid attention to E3 for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, out of all of the, like, other E3s that you've, like, seen and, you know, all this other stuff, how would you rank this E3 overall? Um, well, I guess I can't really quite remember, like, a lot of other E3s. Like, I mean, I know, like, a lot of, like, ones in the past you've had like big moments and you've had you know not so stellar moments big reveals and everything i don't really feel like there was a lot of big reveals this year and it seems like a lot of the stuff we were watching i mean like this happens with every press conference that you know like one group is going to show the trailer for something and then the next group over is going to be showing like the developer or the uh or you know the the console press conference or the big company press uh, press conference is going to be show is going to show the gameplay of it right um um, so it kind of felt like disjointed. I feel like it's happening. It's probably going to happen more and more from now on. But um, I just wasn't too impressed with a lot of the press conferences uh, this year. And it, it seemed like the crowd was kind of, you know, reacting the same way. Yeah. There was like not a lot of big crowd reactions. Certain to, things did get big crowd oh, reactions. Yeah. And we'll get into that a little later. But overall, I feel like people weren't excited as they were like last year when they like revealed a whole bunch of stuff and, yeah. you know. of course you know like la- that last year too was still pretty early on in the you know these new generation uh, consoles life cycles so I mean they, 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 they were still like oh man now we're gonna get like this whole new wave of games yeah. coming out and uh, now it's kind of like you know not in the middle of their life cycle but it's just kind of like it's getting along. close to the middle so, so it becomes less about hardware more about like these are the big software titles mm-hmm. why you purchase this console or whatever yeah um yeah I mean overall I don't think this was one of the better E3s it definitely wasn't one of the worst definitely wasn't bad um, Just but it was impressive. kind of middle of the road and yeah. it didn't help that uh there was a lot of leaks going up to E3 yeah. so a lot of big reveals were kind of uh like you know cut short mm-hmm. or cut from their full potential. That being said, there was a lot of things that weren't revealed or that, you know, weren't leaked that made like a big impression on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, you know, it's middle of the road to higher end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. but definitely not on the high end of the spectrum. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Um, so we're going to break down uh, this episode. It's going to be a little different than usual. Uh, we're just going to break the conference or the uh, press conferences down pretty much and then talk about any other uh, outstanding uh, announcements or anything like that Mm -hmm. um, at the end Uh, but we're going to start off with what technically kicked off E3 which is Bethesda's conference on Sunday so uh, Bethesda came out uh, it seems like they're going to be doing uh, press conference every year, mm-hmm. which I'm totally okay with. I like Bethesda. Um, so they came out by showing uh, Quake, yeah, uh, Quake Champions or something like that. Mm-hmm. I believe is the name of it. Um, PC only, uh, keyboard, mouse, very very old school. Yeah, kicking it old school, super yeah. hard on that. 
Um, that's great. It's not really for me. Mm-hmm. I but, mean, like, if you grew up during that time and that was kind of like the PC games you were exposed to, Unreal, Quake, all that other right. stuff, those real Twitch reflex games, um, me, I'm pretty sure you'd be super excited for it. And also, it just looked really good. You know, looked fantastic and gory as shit, which yeah. is, you know, Quake's, you know, you know, kind of distinct distinction, like, yeah. um, you know, from everybody else. Um I mean, it's exciting for sure. It's nice to see that they're bringing back old properties. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um, a lot of people, when Doom came out uh, just this year, they were like, okay, well, the next thing they have to do, obviously, is Quake. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is exactly what they wanted, but it definitely is something. And hopefully, uh, hopefully it picks up traction and we can get a, uh, I don't know, a new Unreal game. Would be right. pretty cool, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, like uh, I like to look at Quake. Um, but uh, overall, like, so I guess we should probably go with like overall, Johnny. How did you like Bethesda's press conference? Um, I love Bethesda, and one of the uh, things that you didn't like about Bethesda, I'm really, really excited about. Mm-hmm. So overall, I would give it a uh, a higher score. I would maybe give it a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Ten being the best, and one being the worst. Um, that being said, there wasn't any big moments for me. Yeah. There was one, and you know we'll talk about it in a sec, but overall it was like, okay, I knew this was coming. I knew you guys were doing this. Um, this had been leaked somehow, mm-hmm. you know, like... Uh, there was pretty much one thing that caught me off guard, and I was like, awesome. That's something I'm really excited about. But overall, no really big like wow moments yeah what about you um so i i wasn't too jazzed on it all too much probably give it lower score like much lower score probably like four and a half five a okay. five out of ten just because like i i don't know man just it didn't grab me as much um i mean they had some cool looking stuff on there but uh other than that it's just it wasn't like <sighs> I want. I guess what I really wanted was like new properties right. coming at. I'm um, coming out. Like I wanted new stuff, not like you know uh, bringing back old stuff with Quake, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. Quake looks cool. It's just the, um, but like I would kind of hope that there would be a lot more newer things. The only new thing we got was uh, Prey, right? And um, it looked interesting, kind of, you know, just but it just also didn't really give me a wow factor from Bethesda. Yeah, with Prey, it's one of those things where i would definitely want to see a gameplay trailer Mm -hmm. if there was a Um, gameplay trailer i might change my mind on it but and you know it might maybe it's a little too early to do that maybe they'll show one later maybe they'll show one next year or something um but yeah i just with that i guess we can talk about the prey trailer um with that prey trailer i was like okay this looks it looks nice Mm -hmm. but it's of course a cinematic trailer not a, a gameplay trailer um at first, I was like, okay, whoa, what is this? I was kind of hoping that they would, it would be something different mm-hmm. other than Prey, but eh, all right. Like I said, we'll, I want to see how that pans out and how the gameplay looks and everything. Yeah. Um, because they were originally working on a Prey 2, and then I believe the studio that was making the game canceled the game or they like you know got shelled permanently or something yeah something like that so this game is uh i don't know if they pulled some of the assets from that uh sequel Mm -hmm. and now they're like doing a reboot kind of a thing um 
Uh, but pray, whatever. Yeah, kind of whatever. Feel too excited for that. Yeah. Um, they announced Skyrim Remastered mm-hmm. uh, with like the definitive collector collection kind yeah. of thing. All DLC. Um, you're playing it on console. You'll have mods. Yeah, uh, which is pretty exciting. That to have, that was uh, the coolest thing I saw on there. To uh, have uh, Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> fly around being oh, dragon. Yeah. You know that'll be pretty sound, fun. Yeah, yeah. No, he said yeah. Not not. Oh yeah, that's the yeah. that's Kool Aid Man, but yeah. <laughs> not Macho Man. Um, for the PC. Uh, all your old saves from Skyrim should transfer over to mm-hmm. the uh, uh, this remastered edition. Um, and if you own Skyrim and both the DLCs on PC, you'll automatically get upgraded to the remastered edition. So oh, that's pretty nice. That's pretty nice, yeah. Um, I believe they're bringing this game out in November. As this one wasn't too much of a surprise to me, uh, last year uh, they had said that the team behind Fallout had remastered Skyrim for the uh, new generation of consoles as a training exercise mm-hmm. um, to kind of get used to working with the uh, new uh, new consoles and you know mm-hmm. how they work and everything. So. Not that surprising that they're putting this out. Um, that being said, it looks really nice, and I will definitely be getting a copy. I hope it's not $60. If it's $60, I'll probably wait a little bit because mm-hmm. while I love Skyrim and I do want to visit you know, that world again, I definitely don't want to drop $60 on a game that you already played before multiple multiple times and yeah. bought on multiple different consoles and everything. Um what else did we have? We had uh, they talked about Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, um, that's a thing. It's like meh. <laughs> I think, think that's yeah, the problem I, with I, it. Was just and, meh. Um, I played Elder Scrolls Online on PC when it first came out. Played a subscription fee for the first couple of months. Picked it up again whenever it uh, went to consoles. Uh, it just didn't grab me as much as I would have liked. Yeah. Because um, it was limiting in a sense. Um, if you you if you played as uh, this certain group of characters, you would only be put in this part of the world, and you couldn't visit other parts of the world until you like leveled up or until you reached a certain point. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to play a Nord, you couldn't visit... Uh, certain areas, yeah. like you would only stay in that like Skyrim area mm-hmm. until you reached a certain level or did a certain quest or something. Uh, so that kind of sucked. I didn't really like that. Um, but uh, they announced new updates, including uh, Dark Brotherhood quest for uh, consoles, okay. which I believe is out now. Um, they announced uh, one Tamriel, which. If you're a new player, it's pretty exciting because uh, what it does is, let's say, if I was like a level 40 character, Joey, and you were like a level 5 or a level 10 character, um, we would be able to group up and (laughs) take on the same missions together. Okay. So the world kind of scales to you. All right. So me being level 40 and you being level 10... 
you would be playing you would be fighting like level 10 monsters mm-hmm. while I'd be fighting level 40 monsters I believe yeah. is how it works um, that's pretty neat they said it's never been done in a MMO before mm-hmm. um, it's great for new players but uh, I mean I don't know I still kind of have a weird aversion to Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Not that it was bad. It just didn't grab me as much as I would have liked. And it definitely yeah. wasn't that big Elder Scrolls experience that you would have wanted, you know? Yeah, I mean, Elder Scrolls is a bit of a commitment, too. I mean, if you pay an online subscription fee and you have to really sink some hours into it to get really anything rewarding out of it. That being said, um, they don't have a paid subscription thing anymore. Um, oh, okay. You just buy the sixty dollar uh, box version. It might be even less now. Um, I think it was on sale on Xbox uh, like a week or two ago for like forty, thirty, forty dollars. Wow. Um, One time pay, and you get access to all the online features and everything. But then they have a uh, premium currency that you use to buy. Uh, mounts and you know outfits and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, where you purchase premium currency with actual money so you know it's it's fine it, it's if you're an Elder Scrolls fan check it out I mean now definitely that it's uh, a little more developed and uh, you know beefed out I don't even know yeah. how to describe it but it's more uh just more developed. It's more of a like, developed world. Yeah, it's a yeah. more complete package now than it was at launch. <clears throat> Having said, uh, you watched the press conference, right? Yeah, I did. There was one girl in the audience who, during that whole Elder Scrolls Online thing, was very excited about it. <laughs> like after every little thing, like there was just one voice in the crowd that was like, "Yeah, oh, okay, like, I think I heard, I heard it." Yeah, <laughs> I just kept hearing like, "Yeah." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah. super excited. About <laughs> I was like, "What stuff. the hell is happening in this thing?" Um, let's see. Uh, Fallout DLC. They announced the mm-hmm. uh, last rung of Fallout DLC. Uh, a lot of uh, they had one where it's going to be uh, more stuff for your home base that you can build. There's like conveyor belts and other things like that. Mm-hmm. There is. The second piece of DLC, um, which will let you open your own vault and run experiments on the dwellers in the vault and stuff like that. Okay. Kind of cool. That's pretty cool. The final one, um, which to some extent was sort of leaked earlier because mm-hmm. uh, people had data mined the game and had found like clues that would lead to this um, the final one was a Nuka-Cola amusement park yeah. expansion uh, pretty cool I think the big part of that the people are the most excited about it'll let you join a raiders faction so you can be a raider that's pretty cool yeah yeah. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Um, I don't know, Fallout, I've tried to get back into it recently and just, you know, played through it some more, but it just didn't fully grab me as much as I would have wanted to. Um, they announced uh, Fallout VR. Fallout 4 VR is going to be coming out to the, uh, to the Vive mm-hmm. in 2017. Um, and I believe, and we'll get into this a little later, it will also be available um, 
on the Scorpio, Project Scorpio, the Microsoft new console that they sort of announced yeah. this year. Um, so that's pretty exciting. We'll see that in a couple of years. I'm excited to see how that develops. Mm-hmm. People playing it say that it's um, it's an experience. It's kind of weird. Um, you're not walking places. You like click somewhere and you almost like teleport there. So mm-hmm. like the move, maybe the you know yeah. they'll fit, they'll change that. But I don't know. Seemed interesting. Um, it's also and, definitely an interesting game to kind of start off with VR too. Right, right. Oh. And it, because it's so big and expansive, they said that it'll be Fallout Four in VR, not like a fallout 4 light that doesn't have like all these things they said it's going to be full-on fallout 4 which is pretty exciting yeah um they announced some doom uh, multiplayer stuff which whatever i would much rather have a doom single player expansion mm-hmm. or a new doom game already <laughs> uh, completely over it the the multiplayer stuff was you know mediocre it wasn't it was fun, but it wasn't amazing. It, it just kind of felt like you got more of the beta multiplayer right. instead of like an actual full right, multiplayer right. experience. Um, they said that um, maps are going to be free for uh, do multiplayer, so they were not going to split up the community. They're putting more stuff up in uh, that Doom Snap Map thing, the whole create your own map mm-hmm. and thing. So they're adding more things to that. Um, I think that's it about Doom. Uh, finally, and probably was the bigger focus of their press conference for Bethesda was uh, Dishonored Two. Yeah, I'm excited for Dishonored Two. I love Dishonored One. I've bought it four times, I think already. Yeah, um, it's a good game. <laughs> uh, so I'm really, really excited for Dishonored Two. That being said. Um, I'd rather just get my hands on it and play it than watch gameplay stuff or trailer stuff okay. about it. You yeah, know? I, I was I was never that big a fan of Dishonored. I tried playing it and I was like, e- no, I don't know why. It just didn't just didn't take a hold of me like it took a hold of it, which which is kind of weird because it was a huge game. People yeah. loved it, and I just I don't know, man. I just couldn't get behind it. And, yeah, and, uh, you know, it's not for everybody. For me personally, I loved it. And the and I don't have it on uh, current gen consoles or anything. They announced that uh, oh hey you can uh, pre-order the game and for a little while you'll get a definitive edition for the console you purchased it on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll pre-order it. So my pre-ordering for games for this uh, fall season has already started. Yeah. Um, paid sixty dollars for Dishonored two because I know I'm gonna. You know, get us on to launch. Might as well get a uh, $20 value. Yeah. With Dishonored Definitive Edition and play through that again. Um, so that's fine with me. Yeah. Whatever. I paid $40 for Dishonored 2 and $20 for Dishonored Definitive. That's fine. Feels good. Yeah. Um, which we'll talk about is a trend that we saw a lot this E3. Yeah. Is, pre-order this thing now and, and we're get going the previous to give you, game for free yeah or we're going to give you this side game for free or something for free um we'll talk about another game that did that a little later but um dishonor 2 they showed the gameplay uh some of the new powers that 
Uh, Emily has looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, I think you don't care. You no, know? not really. You know, um, that that entire like preview, the whole like Dishonored bit, just kind of like fell flat for me from the very beginning. So I was like, yeah, yeah I don't really care about this. Well, I'm excited for it. I don't know why. I really, I don't care for steampunk things all that much, but I really like that world, even though it is a little steampunky and kind of weird. Um, I think that was pretty much everything that was at Bethesda's conference. Pretty much. Um, it was pretty short. I think it was the shortest one there. Yeah, I think it was, it was like about 45. an hour, 45, 45 minutes yeah. to an hour, somewhere in there. Um, overall, Okay. Nah. You know, for you not... Like, meh to a little bit less than meh. Yeah, mine was okay to a little more than okay. Um, let's move on to uh, another press conference that happened that same day, but technically wasn't a part of E3, mm-hmm. which was EA's conference. Yeah. Now, uh, last week when we were recording, um, EA's press conference was going on. Yeah. Um we talked about Titanfall last week. I guess technically those were released as part of the uh, EA press conference. But we can talk about it again um, just in case. Titanfall 2 looks great. Yeah. I love these whole grappling hook things. and um, It's very pretty to look at. Yeah. Um, pretty much they, they showed the exact same uh, single-player trailer um, that was leaked, and uh, they kind of did the same. They didn't really do, like, you know how, like, some people, like, pretend they're playing the game right. for the demo? Um, because they're not really playing the game. Uh, so, like, they just kind of showed the run-through of... Of uh, the multiplayer again, right? Um, but you know, it's, it still looked really good, still looked really cool, and um, we got a little more specifics on it. Um, kind of, I can't remember what they were, but I remember we got a few of them. And um, but yeah, it looked interesting, looked really cool. I'm probably gonna end up getting it later down the line, probably right. not at launch, but I'm probably end up playing it. Um, and another thing for Titanfall 2 that they, I think, announced... Uh, I don't know if they announced it in the comp- conference. I don't remember. It might have been like a post-conference like interview kind of a thing. Um, all DLC maps for Titanfall 2 and all modes are going to be free to all players. Yeah. So they don't plan on fracturing the community at all with uh, anything like that. Um EA Star Wars, um, this includes uh, Battlefront 2, yeah. the Visceral Star Wars game, um, the Respawn Star Wars game. So much Star Wars. There's a lot of Star Wars games coming out. The Bioware Star Wars game yeah. that they're working on. Um, they, holy they, shit. They, they were touching on a lot. And uh, they, they didn't even, show anything, really. No. It was one of those like developer diary kind of a yeah. trailers where they had the developers talk about this, that, or the other. There's a lot of focus on Knights of the Old Republic. Right. Um, there was a lot of focus on that, and then they were also really focusing in on Battlefront 2. Um, at least they were kind of leading like all those other like Star Wars game announcements Announcements. I'm not sure if they were really announcements, right? Um, up to the whole 
Battlefield, um, <clears throat> Battlefront, Battlefront Two. Yeah, so uh, they're pulling uh, resources from all these other different teams that are already working on different Star Wars games, and essentially pulling them to work on Battlefront Two. Uh, their plan seemed to be more maps, more modes. Hopefully not more modes because there's a lot of fucking modes in Battlefront. Yeah. Uh, more maps and more eras. Yeah. More than anything else, which is pretty exciting. I mean, they they showed off Lando Calrissian, which is pretty cool. You know, right. and you see Billy D. <laughs> Billy D. Williams like kick some ass in in Battlefront again. Yeah. So that DLC is supposed to be announced or released at the end of the month. Uh, if you're a season pass holder, and I think two weeks later for uh, normal purchase. Um. I'm excited for Battlefront 2. Um, granted, we didn't see any gameplay or anything like that from mm-hmm. it. I'm sure it's something they'll show next year. Um, but I'm excited to hopefully be have a different era of Star Wars to also play in. Yeah. Because this Battlefront has been amazing. It has been like a blast to play. It looks fucking great. It's mm-hmm. just this Star Wars fantasy come to life. Essentially... Like my Star Wars toy box in real life. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like playing with action figures all over again. Right. So now I want to be able to play as my Gungan figures <laughs> and my shitty droid figures. And have they them make, fight. make them fight each other. I didn't have Gungan figures. So I just wanted to. That was a joke. <laughs> Like, Johnny, we, we now we know your deepest, darkest secret. I'm secretly a huge fan of Jar Jar Blink. Binks. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it's late in the day. We're tired. Um, so that would be cool to go back to that, um, you know, new trilogy yeah. era. And then, or forget about that and just give me this current trilogy that's going on. The yeah. uh, episode seven, eight, nine trilogy and have this new order of uh, stormtroopers versus like, you know, resistance members. Mm-hmm. Um, be cool. I'd, uh, hopefully we'll hear, I mean, we will hear more about that next year. It's supposed to be released next year. So EA star Wars has a lot of shit going on, yeah. even though, um, they say a lot of these other games, not to expect them until 2018, 2019, so not for a couple of years, but... Um, they're, they're pushing it hard, man. They're, yeah. I mean, they have that property, and that property is really hot right now, especially with like the new movie going right. to be hitting theaters in December. Um, yeah, and think about how how gangbusters that game will sell if they're like, oh, you'll be able to play as Ray as one of the heroes in Battlefront. Yeah, exactly. You know? Gangbusters. Everybody will go out buy that game. And like, or like, uh, even like, you can probably be like, oh yeah, you can get like support from, from Poe and his X-Wing or right. something like that as like a special little quick power-up. He just comes through and annihilates some shit for, you yeah. know, real quick and then that's it. Pops out. I mean, like, it just like quick little movie tie-ins like that is just gonna do well for them. Yeah. Um, Battlefield 1, we saw gameplay trailers um, that showed uh, a little more action. They had uh, people on the floor playing 64 uh, player multiplayer. Yeah. Um, Battlefield 1 looks fucking cool. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, Just looks really intense, and it just kind of reminds you of, like, old battlefield games like back when they were still world war ii games all battlefield games are even like original call of duty games where they yeah. have that like 
this is a lot of people dying. Yeah. And the stakes actually matter because they're people and not half robots. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, we're not floating around in space, you know, shooting each other on a space shuttle or some bullshit. Uh, one of the cool things they showed during some of the gameplay stuff for Battlefield is that there will be a fucking huge Zeppelin that comes in and can drop... Uh, friendly players down on the ground and friendly players can hang out on the turrets on the zeppelin and you're going to want to like if as an enemy team take out that zeppelin as quick as possible um they showed this big grandiose thing or i saw this during one of the little like gameplay Mm -hmm. little things that they had done um the enemy team took down the Zeppelin and it just lights up like a Zeppelin. Like, yeah, it just burns up. And then if you go to that area where it would have fallen, there's just this like huge crater, huge crater and like, uh, like the metal husk mm-hmm. of the Zeppelin on the ground and everything. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Man. And they were showing off like the dog fights that were happening in the right. air on top of that. And man, it just looks, it looks really cool. It looks really fun. Um, very high, like a uh, high pace too. Yeah. Very, it looks like it was a very quick game. Yeah. And um, as opposed to, I think what everybody imagines world war one being very trench warfare, yeah. very, you're staying in one spot and yeah. staying here. I mean, like, I mean like, if they're going to make a video game off of World War One, you can't have it be 100% historically accurate. Right. Because it's just going to make for a boring because they have SMGs in the game. Yeah. Um, or essentially an equivalent to them, right? Um, I'm assuming their whole thought behind that is these are like prototype weapons that are put on the field. I mean like you can easily see that. I mean like the I mean the SMG you see in the in the uh, multiplayer gameplay that they were showing off looks like a Sten gun from World War 2. Right. The um, whole side magazine Yeah, thing. A, a side magazine that loaded through and I'm pretty sure there should probably be some uh, you know well, the Thompson was actually made during World War One, but um, the uh, but there's gonna be something like that probably for the American troops or, or any right. equivalent to that. Um, so I mean, it's not like it's not 100 percent accurate. I mean, like I can point out inaccuracies on that shit all day, but I mean, it just but for the most part, it's pretty close. It, it, I think it's close. They're just taking some, they're taking liberties with it. Exactly, I'm I'm some quote some unquote artistic liberties to kind of fit this in with modern shooters. But also have it set in yeah. a, uh, you know, I mean, because like, how boring would it be if you all have bolt action rifles and you're trying to gun each other down? It's right. just you're it's not going to have that that snappiness to it. Right. You know, because you're, you're going to want to be able to like be able to, you know, like sweep an entire group of people and then, you know, be able to take that, you know, that objective for that King of the Hill match or for that, you know, checkpoint match or whatever right. the fuck you, you're playing. So uh, but despite, you know, any, you know historical inaccuracies they did it in favor of a better game right and it just looks really fun to play yeah. not really to mention it to looks really really nice as mm-hmm. well um battlefield one's supposed to be out uh, near the end of the year um and if you go online for uh and sign up for their battlefield insider thing mm-hmm. um I believe they're going to be sending out early uh, beta access for the game, uh, you know, a little later down the line. I think all you got to do is, like, register with an email or something like that. Yeah. Um, we're checking out. I think the game looks really fucking nice. Yeah. And it's a big, big 
difference compared to uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Oh, yeah. Which we can talk about a little later. Two opposite ends of the spectrum on this. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, another game that looks really, really nice. It looks nice. Um, it seems like they're going back with exploring things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first Mass Effect had you right around a weird little doom buggy on all the planets, and they showed some doom buggy action. Yeah. So I'm assuming some sort of close thing is coming back to it. Uh, I don't really care for Mass Effect all that much. Yeah, to be honest me neither. With you. Um, I didn't even make it through the first game. That you know. being said, um, this is a whole new... Uh, after the event or after the events of Mass Effect 3 so I think this will be a nice uh, new jumping off point yeah. for people probably a reason why they're calling it Mass Effect Andromeda and not Mass Effect 4 yeah um, characters look really nice man the game looks I think I can say this about most games that were shown this year holy shit do they look fucking good yeah you know like even four or five years ago um, we were very, very excited about not great graphics and how those graphics just keep getting better and better and better every year. Um, so Mass Effect Andromeda, I believe it got pushed back to 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Looks fine, I guess. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Like I, as, as you said, I'm not too big on it, so it didn't really make much of a splash to me. Um... So I don't know. Like I, I've, I did notice that this year, uh, E three, EA, um, they're really pushing the frostbite engine and putting it into yeah. everything, even right, sports right. games. Which FIFA, that was one of the big sports announcements. Is FIFA is um, releasing uh, its old engine to go live out the rest of its days on a farm? Yeah. Um, and they're bringing in Frostbite for yep. uh, FIFA. So if you haven't gotten a FIFA game in a while, it might be the time to get one now. Mm-hmm. Because uh, to have a whole new engine that's supposed to be, you know, yeah. Frostbite engine, which, let's be honest, it's a good fucking engine. Yeah, it, use it, it can a handle lot games, a lot. And it looks really, really nice. Um, now, another big thing for FIFA uh, that they announced, it's going to have a single-player story. Mm-hmm. Um I think they're kind of taking cues from uh, Madden and their NBA franchises. Yeah, they, you know that Spike Lee game that, uh, not the Spike Lee game, Spike Lee made but a game. NBA uh, like got Spike Lee to direct their single player. Yeah, uh, I think it was a 2K NBA game. Yeah, um, I think they kind of took a shot out of that playbook and did something similar. Because yeah. it's supposed to be following the story of like one of one player playing yeah. in the you make you make a custom character and essentially you're supposed to kind of make it after yourself, right? And then you kind of just follow this little storyline, this little soap opera storyline, uh, as you make your way from you know playing in college or on the streets, and then you right. make it into the NBA or in this case you make it into a premier soccer league, and then um, just kind of follows like some kind of story. I don't really. Know how it works and that big end story the big ups, ups and games. downs of that like you know handling the fame and like yeah. you know whatever I don't know it seems uh, well Johnny you're super into FIFA 
I don't know. Like, I'm excited for it. I thought the, the dude that they had come out and say his little fucking soliloquy for the game. Super hard to get through. Fucking weird. Like, I was just like, oh. It's like, man, you're trying to make it seem like you're such a soccer player. You're Like, you're wearing the shoes. And you're wearing the pants. And it's like, I'm, I'm assuming he was supposed to be portraying that character that we saw in the trailer. But I'm like... We didn't know anything about that character. Like, we have got no reason to, like, care about him or this person, this actor who's, you know... Pretending to know about soccer. Yeah. You know, it... Yeah, I don't know. That that whole bit was pretty misguided, but, you know... But also, a lot of the sports stuff that they've been pushing, I don't really care about. So, I mean, I just, yeah, I'm just I mean, not EA into it. Yeah, I mean, always takes, like, half their press conference to talk about sports stuff, and... I don't know. I'm sure it does very well for them. But for me, I mean, they never really introduce anything that's completely groundbreaking compared to the last thing they they introduced. So it's yeah, just never much. never a big draw for me. Um, but like I said, I'm excited to see what um, FIFA looks like on that Frostbite engine. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you can see all the pores in people's faces and shit, and um, it just really, it looks, it looks very, very polished. Right. But, and, but, I mean, like, same, like, same for me and probably, like, a bunch of other people who don't play the sports games. Of course, you know, if we don't play them, how can we really know? But it just seems like they keep building on top of something they already have. Right. And it doesn't really seem like there's enough change, uh, enough changes to really necess- necessitate like a new game. A new game. Exactly. And, uh, so, like, to me, it always seems really silly. But, I mean, to people who are super into it, like, right. I mean, like, I know you're, as I said, you're into, super into the FIFA games. I mean, I, you always end up getting the new one always end up every single time it comes out you're playing that for like a month straight and yeah yeah i mean i don't know i think at some point they're going to switch over to that whole platform thing where you're going to pay 60 dollars for the base game and then 30 maybe a year later to get the update that will make it the you know year two version of that Essentially, they're going to have a platform that they're going to keep building on. Yeah. You know, I think at some point they're going to get to that because at some point you can only make the graphics look so good. Yeah. Before. At least know. for these consoles, you're going to reach a peak. Yeah. Until then you're going to have to wait till the next uh, the next generation of right. consoles in order to up your ante, I guess. <sighs> I think. <sighs> Sorry, we're, we're, both, we're both really sleepy. I think for the most part, that was it for EA. Um, I'm really excited about Battlefield 1. Yeah, that's um, the game that really kind of took it home for me. Right. But if I still had to give it a rating, like a, maybe like a five and a half. Yeah, I'd give that about a six, maybe. Um, just so much of the sports stuff I don't really care about. Um, I'm really excited about uh, Battlefield 1. Uh Mass Effect for people who are Mass Effect fans, definitely something to be excited about. Mm-hmm. And the Star Wars stuff, as much as I love Star Wars, until I see a little more about it, I don't want to get too excited. Yeah. Um, Timefall 2 looks great. So, Timefall 2, Battlefield 1, definitely my favorite things from that press conference. Yeah. Um, finally, before we take a break here, uh, we have uh, Ubisoft's press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised that they... Uh, 
I guess I kind of forgot that they actually have things to show. Yeah. Um, and also, they had the longest press conference, too. Yeah, it was two hours. Pretty long. Um, but they did, you know, they showed some great stuff, and I'm pretty excited for most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start off with For Honor. That's a game that they talked yeah. about last year um, that we hadn't heard too much about. They showed some gameplay last year. We got a. Uh, like a story trailer cinematic trailer right and then on top of that they showed uh some gameplay i guess from the campaign the single right. player campaign um and it looks great it looks fantastic and uh i like that it's different right very much that is different i mean like uh you know it's seems like it's kind of very kind of like, so it's 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 kind of like hand to hand combat, and uh, you know, with, but in, you also have like web, you can wield weapons, swords, axes, right. shields. And It'll be interesting because you're going to be playing. Obviously, there's a single player campaign, but there's going to be multiplayer stuff. So you're going to be fighting against other human people. So it'll be interesting to have that moment where two people collide, and we're gonna. And you're kind of looking for opportunities in their technique yeah. to attack. And, it should be very you know, bait and switchy. Right. It's pretty cool. Um, and also the fact that, you know, it, it kind of has a fairly original concept, which I'm pretty sure kind of spawned out of, like, some, like, like uh, some kind of historical debate at one point. But because you right. have there's, uh, there's, samurai, uh, knights, right. and Vikings there all fighting each other. There was a game um, a couple of years ago that came out on PC. I think it's now on... Uh, all the current gen consoles, but it's called uh, Chivalry. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think that was uh, the first fir- person one. First right? person uh, sword fighting, running around chopping people's heads off or whatever. Um, so I could see some inspiration from that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that was strictly like knights going at it. Yeah, not so much uh, Vikings and samurais as well. Yeah. Um. Game looks really nice. I'm excited to play it. Um, they are going to have uh, alpha and beta access, which I believe you can go online and sign up for. Yeah. Uh, to kind of be on a list to see if you get picked to be in that. Um, I would definitely love to do some alpha or beta playing of that to see how it feels. Yeah, you know? definitely. Because it looks great, but if it doesn't feel completely. Like, like flawless, yeah. it's going to be very aggravating to go one on one against another human player and feel like you got cheated. Pretty much. Um, what else do we have on here? Uh, the South Park game, yeah, South Park: The Fractured Butthole, <laughs> which is also the the second game that did the whole. Uh, you pre-order this new game and then you get. Uh, the first game right uh free and also they they offered it uh as soon as you pre-order it if you go to the ubisoft the ubisoft website you um you'll get it instantaneously and you'll be able to play it right then and there right right so if you pre-order i believe on xbox one or ps4 it'll just show up uh as a game that you own so you can just go download it um for the uh, Stick of Truth game. Yeah. Uh, which was pretty good. Uh, it's worth checking out. The combat was kind of shitty, and they, they you know, said that. They said that they've been working on the combat to make it better in the game. Um, Especially with this new game, you're able to kind of... You don't have to... It's not going to be... It's still turn-based, 
but it's uh, as far as you moving around, you'll um, be able to move around. Yeah, you'll be able to, to keep freely your le- your more around. squishy characters in the back and more of your tanks in the front and yeah. everything. Um, I love this man. It looks like a South Park game, just like uh, Stick Truth did. Yeah, if you saw the, uh, looks the like superhero trailer. Where, oh. where, where Cartman's like narrating and talking about how they're gonna start making phase movies. Yeah. And all this this is so stuff. good. And, and they're and like, I get a phase movie in this one, and then, you know, eventually. So we start off with a Coon movie, <laughs> and then we get the Tupperware movie. It was, it was just so funny. And the fact that that they they so casually went about it, like, he's like, like no, nah, that's stupid. Why do I get a movie? He's like, well, it was like, it's like we're not going to give you a movie until phase three. And he's like, you know what? Fine. <laughs> fuck it. Civil War. And then they just walk away. <laughs> they just walk away. <laughs> it was so, it was so good. It's, 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 it's like, it's so ridiculous. Um, but like their their humor is just ah oh, so spot it's on. Just, it just it is South Park. It'll be like watching a weird South Park episode, which yeah. is a lot of the way that Stick Truth felt. Um, you know, you're gonna play the same character you did in the last one, douchebag. Yeah. Um, Where like at the end of Stick of Truth, you became a king. And then, but like as kids do, they just kind of move on to the next fun thing to play as, and so they moved on. Pretty much, they all said, "Fuck this, we're going home and playing superheroes." And so you should like, like, so like in the gameplay preview, they show you roll up in like your crown and and your like little cape, and then it's like, no, you're back to being douchebag because we're not we're not playing Lord (laughs) of the Rings anymore. (laughs) It was so it was pretty good, like it it was pretty funny, and on top of that too, like they're. their like cinematic reveal trailer was like super dark and gritty yeah. and serious. They were showing like all this crime happening, and it's like the like crime is spreading throughout the world and everything. And then like and it's, like choices need to be made, but the choice is like, but the question is who will make them? And then it shows a flash of Cartman as the coon. Yeah, it was just so perfect. And like, I so was they, dying. They know what they're doing, without a doubt. I mean. I am so excited for a new South Park game. Yeah. Um, next thing that they showed uh, at the Ubisoft conference, or one of the next things that they showed, was uh, Ghost Recon uh, Wildlands, which... Holy shit, dude. Like, that's going to be a fucking huge game. Yeah. And I'm excited for uh, pretty much everything out of out of that game right now mm-hmm. being able to approach it however the fuck you want being able to have single player or up to four player co-op yeah. drop in which will be really nice um you want to go in and kill all the cartel members you can fucking kill all of them if you want or if you want to go capture them or um, if you want to healthy about it if you want to ruin their like you know drug business like, you can do that as well like there's so many different ways to attack it like as you said it's like you can like disrupt the supply line or you can take out the key members or you can just cause havoc and you know scare the shit try and scare the shit out of them or something like that yeah it just seems like a very cool take on the ghost recon games because like ghost recon in the past has always just been kind of straightforward very uh linear um, style gameplay. It's never. It's right. never been like this. Very wide open and you know uh, sandboxy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think they said that game's supposed to be coming out at the end of the year, or you know a little later in the year. Um, 
I am excited. Yeah. Um, another thing that Ubisoft announced, they, uh, they showed off some uh, stuff for the Division. Mm-hmm. Pretty much DLC that's coming out for the Division. That's great, but like, uh, I don't know. I think I've kind of over the Division. That was right quick. Now. Huh? That was quick. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those games where it's definitely more fun to play with people. Yeah. It's kind of like Destiny where that end game stuff tends to be all... You need to be with a group of players to play. It's kind of like the raid where it's like you can't do it by yourself. Yeah. You need a group of players or else you're not going to be able to do anything. Um, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, they showed off uh, some VR stuff. Uh, including uh, Star Trek uh, Bridge Crew. Yeah. Which is uh, essentially four people playing VR, I believe, and they're all members of the Star Trek Bridge Crew. Yeah. And they all have to do certain things on... They all have like, a job to do. Right. And depending on how well you do your job in conjunction with everybody else is how well you do in the game. Right. And it's so cool. It's just such an... It, uh, it's just such an interesting uh, property to do this with, but also it's kind of like the perfect property to do this with, right? Because if you're going to try and bring this kind of experience to get where you know, I mean, like nerds of, um, you know, uh, nerds of Star Trek have always kind of thought, man, I want to be on the, I want to be on the bridge of the Enterprise, right? And uh, now's your chance, yeah. essentially. And now you can do it with your friends as well. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And just fuck over all your friends and die in a horrific fucking space battle another um vr game that they showed was uh eagle flight that was pretty cool um pretty much your giant bird yeah flying around flying around paris yeah that's been like abandoned or all the people have died or something like that yeah something weird but uh, that looks interesting i'm uh I don't know. VR just seems neat to me. Yeah. And, you know, the places that people are taking VR is pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a lot a lot better take than uh, when um, motion control was kind of a big thing for a while. Right. And they were just kind of shown very unimpressive uh, looking, you know, connect or or the PlayStation Move uh, gameplay stuff. Right. Um, this one seems like they're being integrated a lot better. And this seems like it's more open to opportunity, uh, you know, than any kind of uh, physical moving around kind of shit did. Um, we got a couple small announcements. Uh, Trials of the Blood Dragon. Which was mm-hmm. a Trials crossover with uh, uh, Far Cry Blood Dragon. And, okay. Yeah, it was like, like the reaction that I just had is the same reaction everyone else had when they saw it. And, yeah. And, I mean, the entrance that they, that they had for it was with this weird wrestling entrance kind of thing with these right. dudes in horrible looking jumpsuits. And uh, the entire experience was just pretty horrible to watch. Um, and it just was thoroughly unimpressive on top of that. Right. Um, they announced a sequel to Grow Home, which was Grow Up. Okay. Grow Home, okay. uh, pretty uh, pretty popular game. It's kind of, uh, it's one of those games where you had uh, each button controlled like a leg or an arm of this weird little robot character. And you had to go mm-hmm. to the top of this like, um, I believe a giant like plant. Yeah. So this is a sequel to that game. 
They're pretty cool. They showed more Watch Dogs 2 stuff, which, great. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of right. influx of Watch Dog, of Watch Dog shit, so. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, finally, they showed off the uh, their new IP, uh, Steep. Mm-hmm. Which is a open world extreme sports game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's kind of weird. So it's like set in the Alps, and you can switch between skiing, paragliding, snowboarding. And, yeah, and being in a wingsuit. Yeah, I believe. Um, I don't know. It, it seems like such a weird thing to bring back. I mean, like snowboard games. Back. It's like a, extreme sports is such a strange thing that we don't really get. And yeah. for the reason that nobody really plays. Them. Yeah. And the last snowboarding game I can think of was uh, SSX on the 360. Yeah. Um, it just, it, it's just like, that's where I guess that's probably the reason why I was saying bring back. Cause like the last thing I can remember was SSX. Yeah. The snowboarding. I mean, even then it was super arcadey. Yeah. And uh, it just seems like those kinds of games have just really gone to the wayside. I mean, I can understand that this is a game that is really trying to show off like the graphical capabilities of, you know, whatever system it's going to be on. And it's like, Ooh, look how pretty and look how pretty the snow looks and look how, right. um, you know, like visceral everything feels. It's just about it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't even want to say I'm sure it'll be great because I don't know. Um, it's something that I might pick up at Redbox to see what it's like. Yeah. But I definitely, it's not a game that seems like it's geared towards me. Mm-hmm. But then again, I think to myself, who is it geared towards? Them? Yeah. Right. Like who's I the mean, audience for this? Right. Um, I think this might be a misstep for Ubisoft, but I don't know. Maybe they'll sell. Okay. Yeah. But that pretty much wraps it up for Ubisoft. Um, Let's take a quick break, Joey, and we'll be back with uh, the three big ones, the three pillars of the gaming community, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. Yeah. And in that Nintendo bit, we'll probably talk about other little small things that were announced because Nintendo didn't really show anything at all. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go and take a quick break. Uh, We'll be back in uh, just a second, you guys. Not like you showed up later or anything. All right, you guys. Um, so we actually are going to have a little bit of change of plans here. Um, so that's actually going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go to record our reactions to the, Microsoft, Sony, and yeah. Nintendo. And we're going to drop that stuff for you next week. So make sure you stay tuned for part two of our E3 Post E three, I was going to make fun of you for saying that, but we did end with Ubisoft, and they are a French company, so right. So I, I thought it appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, so you guys will be back next week with uh, all that big stuff from uh, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. All right. Um, so we will see you guys next week.